What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Stalemates. We are going to preview the NCAA wrestling tournament coming up this week. We're going down, Tyler. St. Louis. St. Louis. We're going down on Wednesday. I'm excited for it. Uh, last year, we had the year off. That sucked. So it's about a year later now. Uh, but at the same time, if that whole thing didn't happen, we wouldn't be here doing what we're doing. So uh, it's just how the cookie crumbled. Uh, we have a special guest today, Mr. Jake Agnett. What's up, brother? How are you? Jake uh, is my neighbor. And um, so if you've ever heard me on an episode reference, my neighbor, and, and it's wrestling related, that's who I'm talking about. He's the uh, head coach of Southeast Polk Wrestling. I called him up, said, hey, come, uh, let's talk some wrestling going on, because he's a better wrestling mind than me. He's been uh, wrestling since, uh, when did you start wrestling? I started in eighth grade. So Eighth grade, and then he's been coaching for how long? Four years in high school and like six at club. Six at club. All right. Well, we're not going to get too much into that. We're going to get into this NCAA preview show. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors. We have a new sponsor on board. If you watched last episode, you guys heard me talk about it. It is Iron Sharpens Iron Team Camps. Go check them out. They have a team camp June 22nd through June 25th at the BN Venue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, and then also July 13th through July 16th at the same place. Um, Iron Sharpens Iron is unlike any other camp you have ever experienced before, bringing in the best technicians in the world. Wrestlers will stretch themselves for from tough to tougher while still having a blast. As the biggest K-12 wrestling camp in the country, ISI offers students the opportunity to be equally matched with other wrestlers from all over, offering the best opportunity for growth. Your camp experience can be shaped to be exactly what you want it to be with additional optional training sessions, affordable meal and lodging plans, and fun nightly activities. We guarantee you and your team will be counting down the days until the your next ISI camp visit. You've heard the good things, Jake, right? I've heard great things. So I have great things there. Uh, Steve Farrell up there taking care of business. Also, Barbarian Apparel, of course. We are the Barbarian Boys. Love their stuff. They take care of us from top to bottom. If you guys need custom team apparel, go check them out all the way out in Cincinnati, Ohio. And lastly, Matman. Matman, Matman Apparel out on the West Coast will also take will also take care of you and your team if you need any uh mat tape, for example. Okay. I think they I think they're ranked number one in the mat tape game and uh other stuff as well. They've got Freaking ankle bands, skull caps, singlets, you name it. You ever had any any of those stuff? Our band or or Matt Man or any of that? We use Matt Man uh, Matt tape. It's the best. Yep, we have a ton you of ever had, You ever had your tape uh, fall apart? No issues. No issues. All right, so go check them out. Hit subscribe down below. All right, I think we're rolling. Let's get into it. Is uh, I think it's a Spencer Lee show, don't you think? You you filled out the entire bracket, right? Right. And uh, who do you have on? Who do you? Well, first of all, let's let's go. Let's not jump forward a little bit. What do you see at 125 in the first round? Like I'm I'm just kind of going through it. And what's interesting about this year, obviously, most of these guys haven't wrestled each other. So if you pull them up on WrestleStat, there's almost like no mutual uh, mutual matchups or mutual opponents, I guess. Uh, but like going through it just right off the bat, I see my boy Kyson Kyson Tarakina is gonna have to wrestle Spencer Lee if he if he beats Patrick McCormick, uh, which I'm hoping that he does. And then Devin Schroeder and Fabian Gutierrez is a good one, in my opinion. Agreed, agreed. I mean, I think there's 
I think 125 more than any other weight is the most landmines as far as guys who could bust a bracket. So it's super exciting. I, I had a hard time filling out my bracket just because I didn't know who to pick at certain weights or certain matches. And But I, I guess three matches that really come off to me are, are Robbie Howard and Malik Heinzelman. They've wrestled, I think, once or twice this year uh, with Heinzelman winning both, but they've been decently close matches, and that's a big match for Penn State. And then... Danny Vega, Dylan Ragason, yeah. that's another big one. Those guys like to score a ton of points, um, but they also like to get scored on, so that's going to be exciting. And then I think another one is Trevor Mastro Giovanni versus uh, Diagostino from Northwestern. That's a 21-12 and 12 matchup, but Mastro, I don't think he's a 21 seed. He, I, he, he could do some damage in this bracket. And then I think also Zurich Storm and Drew Hildebrandt could be an early upset. Yeah, I don't know, you know, a ton about Hildebrandt coming out of the MAC. He, he doesn't get the best competition. Obviously, he's undefeated, and he's been a previous national qualifier, so he's he's obviously good, but that, that could be interesting. Yeah, I think Zurich Storm has a couple wins over Sam Latona last year. That that sounds right. You're the one who put uh, Sam Latona on my map. I remember it was before the uh, NC State duel. You, you told me to, to watch out for him, and that day I actually, like, I was on another show, and I said that uh, Sam Camacho was going to take care of business, and then Sam Latona kind of entered himself in the picture. But I, th I think if you're looking at this whole bracket, I don't really want to spend too much time on it because I think we all know it's a Spencer Lee show. But did you see or hear anything about his knee? Like, you think – not that – Jake's not like an insider. I'm not, I'm not asking him because he knows something that we don't know. But do you think that's going to have uh, any sort of – you know, is that going to come into the picture at all, or does that not really matter? I bet you he doesn't even wear the knee brace. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, I think he is. I don't I, know. He's been wearing that knee brace since freshman year. Yeah, he he releases the knee every once in a while though. So I don't know. We'll see. He's he's gonna bonus. Do his you, way through do you this think tournament. that the knee brace has any sort of uh, advantage at all, or disadvantage? What do you mean? I, I think it's a disadvantage if anything. I think that's what he was talking about the most at uh, the Big Tens. I think it was holding him back a little bit. Why did he say something, or what do you mean? Just uh, you know, I was reading online about all these people saying he. He's saying he blew out his knee. I think he's talking about his knee brace being a, you know, kind of hindering his ability to scramble and bend his knee in ways that he he wants to. Because I remember somebody, it was either a clip on Twitter or or something, um, where you could see him kind of look to the corner. And it looks like he said, "It's gone, it's gone, it's done," or something like that. Did you see that? Yeah, that's what I think he's talking about. Is his knee brace being he doesn't want to wear it anymore? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, everyone, everyone thinks they they, they know, but. I think him talking about the knee brace would make sense more because he looked, I don't know, like you said before, he ran off the mat and everything. It didn't really look like the knee itself was hindering him or anything like right. that. Yeah, he's been wearing it for so long that it's almost, to me, just like become a part of who he is now. Yeah, watch him wrestle, though. He's got rubber knees. He can, he can trick knee out of everything, and I think that kind of holds him back in certain situations. I wonder why would they have him wear it then. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I, I think he's, I think even, even if his knee was done, um, I think it was, I think he still is, would be anybody with, with a torn ACL. I, I think Bobby Telford could carry him out on the mat and, just, and then he just still bonuses his way through this tournament. I mean, he, he, yeah, yeah, I don't know. 130, 133. Let's move on to that one. Um, let's see here. I'm going through the bracket. It's been a little bit. I try not to look at the brackets too much lately because I wanted to give somewhat of a uh, first impression look, but I am excited for my guy, Zach Redding to uh, hopefully get past Ryan Sullivan and then him and Austin DeSanto. I think I think he throws Austin DeSanto a little fit, a little bit of fits because 
Zach Redding it wrestles kind of like Jared Dagan in a way where he's he's not he's super unorthodox and a guy that's super lengthy like that and then a guy like Santos so like traditional like he's gonna do a fireman's every single time. I think it might be tricky for DeSanto. Yeah, I agree. I just think that DeSanto is not someone you want to wrestle for the first time at, at the Nationals. Um, these yeah. two haven't hit before, and he's never felt DeSanto before. And I think you watch a lot of guys get closer with DeSanto the second time that they wrestle him. Um, also, Anthony Madrigal and Mario Guillen. Personally excited for that one. Got a personal connection. Mario Guillen and I are related somehow. Uh, we are related, but I don't I can't tell you exactly how. Uh, so I'll be watching him and Madrigal. Madrigal had a close matchup in the. Uh, I feel like that's just kind of Madrigal in general. He wrestles really tight matchups. Yep. Um, so I'm excited about that one. And then um, let's see here. Let's see here. I'm excited to see how Dayton Fix like wrestles more than just Big Twelve opponents. Uh, Moshe Schwartz is going to be exciting. Who do you got in this match? Who do you got in this bracket overall? I think it's going to go pretty chalk up until potentially the quarterfinals, where I think like DeSanto Philippi could be an interesting match. I don't don't think they wrestled, or at least they haven't wrestled in a couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how DeSanto can kind of negate Philippi's scrambling and top game. But you know, overall, I think it's Fix versus RBY in the finals. I don't see how that that Who match do doesn't happen. I got Fix, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah. I, what about Zach Redding? You think Zach Redding's got All-American? Um, I've actually got him you on the back so side. Jake, Jake filled out the entire bracket, top and bottom. Yeah. I was actually going to text you because I thought you would have it uh, like in like a like a virtual document, but you went old school. No, always old school with this kind of stuff. No, I've got I've got Redding losing to Trombley from NC State in the backside, and then Trombley losing to Bird in the blood round, but. I mean, obviously anything could happen. What'd you make of that Lucas Bird to Santo match at uh, Big 12s or Big 10s? Yeah, I think people are kind of underestimating Bird a little bit. I know he got whooped up on by DeSanto in the first uh, match, but he's, uh, I think he's a true freshman. So, you know, obviously those first couple of times making weight, wrestling in the Big 10 are going to be a little difficult. And then he's starting to figure it out. He whooped up on Chris Cannon for third at Big 10s too, which was really impressive. So I, I kind of think he could... I mean, I've got him in the top six here. So, yeah, there's really not a lot of good first round matchups at 133, in my opinion. No, I agree. Uh, 41. I'm excited about this one. Obviously, this is probably one of the more top heavy weight classes. There's a ton of good first round matchups in this one. One that I'm excited about is uh, I'm excited about. Let's see here, Rio Woods and and Willits. I think is one that stands off the, you know, jumps off the page to me. Those two wrestled at the. Uh, Pac-12 finals and Willits was the one who beat Woods to, you know, stop him from automatically qualifying for nationals. So do you think that was just a little Matt rest on real Woods or do you think it's going to be different this time around? I didn't actually get to watch it. Did he get stuck or was he getting beat up and then pinned? He, I mean, he, I think he just went out and got pinned. I, I haven't watched it yet either, but I, I do think it's a mixture of Matt rust. And then, I mean, he just hasn't been training, so it's going to be hard for him to recover I mean, you got to give a guy like him the benefit of the doubt in certain situations. Uh, like, I, I mean, I have him winning first round. I think he'll turn that one around. But I don't see him beating DeMoss, even though in a normal year where he's training all year, I'd, I'd pick him to win that for sure. What did you make of Real Woods getting in 
to the tournament. Was it different than the dresser thing? Like, I made the whole video saying I didn't think it was that much different, and dresser got all this bad backlash. And then it seemed to me like people were almost pulling for for Real Woods to get in. Did you see it? Did you see it differently than I did? No, I, th- I think it was almost worse than Didn't what Dresser did. did. But, uh, you know, I think people are kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt because of the whole Stanford thing and, and his situation, which obviously sucks. But I don't know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. You agree? You're here to grab the microphone. I thought you were going to say something. No, that's exactly what I was going to say was I feel like people are giving him the benefit of the doubt just with the ending to Stanford and no one wants to see his season end like that when he's one of their top wrestlers. I didn't know like that, I didn't so he's getting the was, pass. I didn't know it was even legal to wrestle between conference and uh, NCAAs. But who did he get his matches with? Do you know? A Cal State Bakersfield yes. or something, or okay. I can't even. I don't. I Cal Poly. He wrestled never the heard same of the guy, guy twice. But that school or Stanford hooked them up too with a guy, I believe. And they gave, needed one guy. Yeah, they needed a guy to get a couple wins to get his winning percentage. Did that kid up. get in? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was Chance Rich, which I can't remember what week he's at. Yeah. 33, maybe, actually. At 41, though, I, th- I think I'm taking Nick Lee. Really? I'm actually I'm actually kind of opposite. I think uh, Rivera's going to win. Um, just watching that match, he he didn't, like, give it away, but, I mean, those two scrapped hard, and I, I thought Rivera looked better most of the match, and just Lee kind of, you know, got one out there at the end. But I'm actually, I think that Rivera can beat Ironman, but I'm not going to pick it. I mean, I got Ironman winning this weight. Actually, rough. though, I think if if Nick Lee beats Rivera, I think he beats Ironman. Okay. If, if that makes if you feel Nick better. If Nick Lee beats Rivera. <laughs> if Nick Lee beats Rivera, I think he's going to beat Ironman. But you'll take but Ironman I'm, over Rivera. Correct. Ironman's tough because he's, he's so unorthodox, but I feel like since he's gone to Iowa, he's got a lot more offense. Yeah, I agree. I I just watched him and Lee wrestle, and he got one counter takedown, and and Lee was kind of figuring it out. And uh, Lee figured it out like halfway through the match, right? But he was in the middle of getting rode for you know three minutes or whatever, so that that kind of negates negates his ability to push his pace. And, and he's a pace guy and a volume attack guy, and you know that's that's kind of what Ironman wants. But if he can get Ironman a little tired, that's gonna it's gonna really affect the match. I'm uh, I'm excited for Ian Parker too. I think Ian Parker has a good chance to be an All American again. I, I've actually got him getting fourth in this bracket, so yeah, I feel good about it. He's an All American already, isn't he? Nope. Uh, well, if you I don't know, it depends on what you want to count last year's um, results as. He would have been uh, like a first team All American then, but he wasn't before then. I don't believe. Yeah, I think you're right. It's so hard. For, my memory is not good when it comes to this stuff. Two years ago is a long time. Yeah, no kidding. 49. Um, pretty bummed that the uh, Andrew Aliras got pulled out. That was going to be a good one. That's insane to me that that even happened. Uh, Sammy Sasso. Let's see here. Ridge Lovett and Peyton Omania. Or Omania that's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, both guys like to go upper body. Uh, Omania obviously has a 4-6 and six record, but when you're wrestling in the Big Ten, it's... You know, you can't really look at records, especially in a shortened season. So he he loves to throw headlocks, both lefty and righty. So it'll be interesting to see what him and Lovett um, can do. Mitch Moore and Josh Heil. That's another good one to me. I think Josh Heil's a little banged up. Is he? Uh, I think he is. Mitch Moore, he looked good, though, at the Big 12 tournament. He lost to Boo Llewellyn, which that would end up being um, be a second-round match. A second-round matchup if that happens. We talked to uh, Lou Rosselli the other day 
on the radio show on ESPN 1350, USA Takedown, and uh, they're excited for that matchup too. And the first time that they wrestled, they wrestled three times this year, and the first time was not close, and then last time was a one-point match, and then this time, you never know. I mean, I mean, they both have tough opponents in the first round, but... Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. Another first-round match I'm really looking forward to here is Yaha, Yaya Thomas and Jaden Abbas uh, at the 25 and the 8 seed. Yaya, obviously, 25 seed, but I think a lot of people wouldn't be shocked if he came out an All-American. So he's kind of underseeded in my in my mind, and Abbas is obviously the son of a legend, so should be interesting. Casey Cobb and, and uh, your boy Michael Blockus. Yeah, I think Mikey's going to win there. I'm not... I feel really good about that, and I, I actually feel really good about him and him and Mahler. Um, so it, it should be fun to watch. Mahler is somebody that I feel like a lot of people haven't talked about this year, probably because it's just conference wrestling, and, and they didn't get the chance to wrestle at. Uh, I can't remember where does Mizzou go throughout the year. Are they at, are they at Midlands? I know they've been at Midlands. Uh, I don't think they've been at Midlands the last couple. They know of years. they go to Scuffle. Yeah. So I mean. Missouri normally has a good schedule, and they normally duel a lot of really good teams, and they would have normally have dueled, uh, you know, Okie State and potentially Iowa. So you're talking about a, a match with Ulu Allen, but you know, Mahler's undefeated. He's he's a former All American. I I've actually I've actually got him in the semis here, but uh, kind of hoping for a second round loss from him. Tristan, Laura, and Mike Van Brill is another exciting one. MVB had a really good uh, he had a really good. Big Ten tournament. Um, Tristan Lara, who do you have in that specific match? I mean, I'm going to be pulling for my guy, Tristan Lara, but, I, you know, it's just hard to pick against Mike Van Brill, especially after he went out and got third place at the Big Tens last year, or last week. If you guys are wondering why he keeps saying my guy, Jake coached at a kids club for, uh, for a few years, yep. and so Michael Blockus is one of his guys. Yep. Uh, so a lot of guys in northern Iowa. Yeah, like northeast Iowa. Northeast Iowa, Jake Help mold those young minds. So he's kind of pulling for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Griffin Perriott and Jarrett Dagan. You know, I hate to say it. I, Dagan's tough, but, man, is he banged up. He's, he's crazy banged up. I can't believe that he's even wrestling and even yeah had the tournament he did last weekend. I mean, he's been banged up since probably his sophomore year. I know last year it was pretty rough for him, and then this year it just seems kind of be a continuation of that. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see if he's one of those seniors that just kind of hangs it up. Yeah. I mean, I know they've got a good guy in Cam Robinson behind him, but mm-hmm. uh, and it'd be hard if you're just banged up and constantly in shoulder braces and having to stop training for you know shoulder and knee issues. Um, at this weight altogether, though, who do you have? I've got Sasso over O'Connor in the finals. Um, Sasso over Boo in the semis, and O'Connor over Mahler. So pretty chalk. I just. There's not a ton of landmines. I think Boo and Mahler have what it takes to win. I'm just not going to pick it. Do you Tough. think the uh, second round Ridge Lovett and Max Mirren match will be different from the first time around? I've I have I'm a little bit of an Iowa homer probably here, but I've got Mirren winning actually. I just I don't know. I I know Lovett looked awesome at Big Tens, but you know. Murin is is a stud. He's gonna come out really hard, and he's gonna be wanting that match back. So I've actually got him beating Lovett uh, in that match. But I've also got him wrestling for fifth and sixth, you know, in, in that placing match too. So the should, Iowa should be bias. I know the Iowa bias. <laughs> I don't know why we keep having these Iowa guys on this show. 
Uh, we need some. We need some more Northern Iowa and, and Iowa State people on this show, don't we, Tyler? Tyler and I are actually sitting in the. Um, we're sitting in the the Hawkeye section this time. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. My mom asked me. She's like, "What are we gonna wear? Are you gonna wear cycling stuff?" I'm like, "I'm just gonna wear the color yellow." That's probably smart. That, it's that gonna kinda, be great for me. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Tyler's sitting yeah. in the, in the uh, Campbell section. Oh yeah, it's true. That'll be Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll be wearing. Uh, hey, they gave us all. I'll that be gear. rocking Campbell. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I hope you get a good section. I hope we're somewhat close. Yeah, I mean, we'll be able to film. That's all that matters. <laughs> Jake, where are you going to be watching at your crib? Uh, I'll probably be watching with uh, one of my buddies, Jeff Evans. He also coaches at Southeast Bowl. That's a shout plan. out. You guys oh, watch yeah. it every year? Oh yeah, every year in his basement. Every year. Oh man, how many TVs are you going to have? Oh, I think probably have two or three, and then obviously probably two or three laptops as well. So, Dang, we'll have it set life. up. You probably have a better view than we will, to be honest. I actually, I actually enjoy it a little bit better than being there. You know, I get right up, close up views of every match, and you guys having some adult beverages the whole time. Uh, probably, but I don't know yet. I'm (laughs) most likely. I'm wondering how intimate it's going to feel in person. They're watching. Like, are we going to be super far away with how they're going to go against with protocols and stuff like that? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, they always, I think they always have the, the bottom like bleachers and stuff pulled up anyways. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how open Missouri is. The yeah. big thing that I'm worried about is like crowd noise. I just hope that there's a lot of crowd noise because I'm watching these basketball tournaments going on and mm-hmm. it's just like dead silent. And that's, that's not. Even the Iowa high school state tournament felt like a little eerie with just how quiet it was compared to the usual. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little louder though than I thought it would be. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it was quieter than it normally is. Yeah. The, the Iowa State U and I duel that I went to, uh, it was like twenty percent capacity. I don't know how many people there. Probably a couple thousand. It was. It got loud sometimes. Mm. And there's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a lot more people there. What was it? Four tickets per student athlete. I think that's what. I think that's what I heard. Yeah. So I think it's still gonna be good. Mm. Uh, Fifty-seven. I'm excited. This is. Uh, a, I think this is gonna be huge for David Carr. He's looked good all year. Kind of, you know, hasn't really wrestled like super tough competition, but he's terminated almost everybody that he's wrestled. I don't have, I don't see like really anybody for him until probably the semis, but I don't want to jump that far ahead right off the bat. But uh, what do you, what do you see in round one that you're excited for, Jake? You know, there's, there's not a ton of first round matchups that I, I'm super excited for. I was excited for Brayton Lee, Justin Ruffin, but I, I saw that he pulled out of uh, the tournament recently with an injury. Um, and Who then, did? Justin Ruffin. Oh, okay. From Southern Illinois. He, oh, he was yeah. a he was yeah. a high school stud. So but uh, you know, one match that I'm personally excited for, Cade DeVos, Southeast Polk alum. So I gotta work with him a lot. He wrestles Chase Saldate. So that's gonna be an interesting match first round. Um after that though, the second round is full of great matches. You got young Bergy, you got um Carr Luan, you got uh Jacory Teamer, Brayton Lee, uh JQ and Thomas. I mean, just Tons of really good matches. I think there's a few that could go, you know, anyway. But I think those top three seeds are gonna push through, and and I think they're the cream of the crop. Yeah, I see White Sheets going in. If he beats uh, the Lehigh kid, he'll have Ryan Deacon right away. Who was it that tweeted that? They can't believe that they put. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to screw this up. Somebody tweeted that. You know, why would they put White Sheets in there when he's like more injured than probably the injured guy yeah. or something like that? And I thought that was funny. Uh, anyways, we'll move on here, but yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you've been doing the Hawkeye Homer thing so far in this show. I think car for me, like I'm, I'm taking car. I can't not take car. I, I want to take car. I just, 
haven't been able to see it yet. I wish we would have been able to see it last year because I think I would maybe that would have maybe changed my mind. But I just don't I don't see him beating Hydley yet. Oh, see, I think Hydley is the one that I'm saying he's going to beat. Deacon's the one that I'm more worried about. I, I would be worried about Deacon. He he looks well. He looks like he's a 184 pounder wrestling 157, and he is. He's a stud. He's solid. He's gotten better and better each year. Um, I mean, I've got Deacon winning, and it. I, I don't think it would matter who is on the opposite side of him. You have Carr getting third. Yeah, I've got easily, easily over uh, over Caleb Young. So yeah, one sixty five. Moving right along here, one sixty five is another good one. Uh, Luke Weber and Andrew Sparks, I think, is going to be fireworks. Yeah, I mean, Sparks wrestles really, really hard the whole time, and Luke Weber just had an awesome Big 12 tournament where he, you know, beat uh, Whitlake and then won in the final. So that, that could be an interesting match. Alex Marinelli. A lot of people were saying that Alex Marinelli, uh, Alex Marinelli had a bad draw. You think he had a bad draw? I mean, when you're the one seed, right? How, like, he was the one seed last year. He did, you know, the whole Joe Smith thing, right? Right. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Alex Marinelli, like, I'm not saying he's got an easy draw. Nobody has an easy draw, but when you look at some of the other guys, tough draws, I don't think he's really in that conversation. Which part are they considering a tough draw in this bracket? Shane Griffith. Okay. Shane Griffith. Shane Griffith. But that's, but that's Friday morning. Yeah. I just, Shane Griffith is good. I believe he was ranked third or fourth in the coaches poll, which I know is, is a big deal for seeding normally. So I'm not a hundred percent sure how he dropped down to the eighth seed, but, uh, I mean, I've got Shane Griffith come back at being in that third, fourth place match. So, I, I mean, I think really highly of Shane Griffith. Um, I don't think he's going to beat the bowl. And then Makai Lewis is, I, mean, I have him making the semis, but who knows? He's so banged up, and, and I don't know I don't know what to think of Makai. I, well, the, back to the Shane Griffith thing, though. Where, did, where, where were the Hawkeye fans or whoever were saying that? Where, who, who would they rather have on, in the quarters? Uh, I mean, I think a guy like Travis Whitlake or uh, um, I guess they probably don't want Keegan O'Toole. You know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe they'd rather have an Ethan Smith or Zach Hartman, someone someone like that who, you know, Marinelli's beaten a couple times. Uh, just I think the whole thing about them not wrestled, them not having wrestled before really worries a lot of Hawk fans. Uh, and and Bull, he, you know what he likes to do at Nationals, right? Yeah, like, he likes to he likes to get like seventh or eighth place. So I, I think they're a little worried about that. I, I think I, personally for this, I, personally I think it's either going to be Anthony Valencia or Keegan O'Toole who wins this bracket. Really over Marinelli? Over Marinelli, yeah. And I until proven otherwise, I just I can't pick against Marinelli. But uh, I do have O'Toole making the finals here. You have him over Valencia in the finals or Wenzel no, for, the, for the semis. So I have him beating Wenzel in the quarters, and yeah. then I have him beating, and maybe I'm too high on on Whitlake, but I think the winner of Whitlake, Ethan Smith, is going to beat Valencia. And I know that's probably dumb of me, but I think whoever wins in that uh, second-round match will beat Valencia. I just Valencia is obviously a stud. I just don't know if he has what it takes to put it all together. He's been looking good this year. He was yes. losing to Isaac Judge like 5-0 to zero in, the, in the Iowa State duel, but he so, dropped him. So that's like exactly why I'm worried about Anthony Valencia. <laughs> he won though. I know he Winners won. Winners win. He won. It's true. true he pulled true. it off. That made me mad. Honestly, after that, after that one, um, you know what's funny? 
I had a a huge tweet typed up before that. Like I that was the day I was on Media Row for the like the first time. And um I had a tweet saying Isaac that's Isaac Judge saying like, you know, F you to everybody who said Iowa State doesn't have a sixty five pounder, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh and uh sure enough, I was like had it typed up, you know, and I was gonna hit send and then he gets freaking put on his back and I just went <laughs> Delete all the way back, and I never tweeted it. I almost like typed at the end, like this was the tweet I had ready to go, and I couldn't send it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Keegan Keegan O'Toole to me, I've got like a huge like freaking man crush on this guy. The way he wrestles, he's exciting to watch. He's, I mean, he's a stud. He he, he can wrestle in every position. He puts guys on their backs. He scrambles well. He has. He's another guy attacks. that Isaac Judge was beating. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I think Keegan, that's a Keegan O'Toole thing. I think guys are going to maybe get a snake a takedown on him or two, and then he's going to figure it out and, you know, find a way to put a guy on their back. And, I mean, he's he's not someone I'd want to see at Nationals. No, he he also, uh, I can't remember what duel it was, but he, he, he pinned somebody in the cradle. Imagine that. And it was, like, on the edge of the mat, and it was right in front of Brian Smith. Because they're doing that weird thing now where they put the, uh, where they put the, the coach's chair like in the middle of the mat instead right. of the corners and he pinned him right in front of him and and you just see brian smith like turn to the other coaches like what the like he was so confused himself and he's seen a lot of funk going through that room yeah you know i think with this weight too i think we're kind of underestimating jake Wenzel a little bit he's a stud he's you know pittsburgh guy nine and one um i i actually think if if he were to beat o'toole and i'm not picking that he would make the finals on the other side of this. You have Marinelli, of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as big of an Iowa fan as you think I am, but yeah, yeah, I, I do have, I do have Marinelli. This guy's from Ames too. Yeah, originally. yeah. Freaking yeah. traitor. Blame my dad. What's the guy? Uh, what's the what's the histo- history guy? The famous traitor. Oh, um, Paul Revere. Oh, I thought you were talking about Benedict Arnold. <laughs> oh, Benedict Arnold. That's who it was. Who's Paul Revere? He's the dude who's like the British are coming. Yeah, well, he's a snitch. <laughs> That's true too, though. <laughs> Jake uh, Benedict Arnold Agnich over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> not Paul Revere. I've been Revere. called worse. I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> was it rough growing up in Ames being a Hawkeye fan or no? Uh, you know, not too bad. Uh, obviously, it's. I think it was more of just a me wanting to be different than everybody else. And my dad, you know, we. So, I grew up a. I grew up an Iowa football fan, is more so than wrestling. And then my dad was like, oh. Iowa wrestling is the best, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of funny because he's actually become a huge Iowa State fan. Like, he doesn't even like Iowa anymore. As he should be. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly becoming more and more of, a, of an Iowa State fan and less and less of a Hawkeye fan, so. Why? You know, I think more so than anything, I just will like good wrestling. And then I'm, I'm, I'm at... I find myself at more Iowa State duels, and are you I, are you a dresser guy, team dress? Yeah, I like dresser. I think he's doing a good job. So, um, you ever met him? Uh, I've met him a few times, but not nothing like too crazy. He probably wouldn't know who I am. He, he didn't know you at first or anything. I no. mean, he's got to know you now. Jake Jake's the coach at uh, Southeast Polk, which is the biggest. I'm gonna say probably the biggest, most notable uh, Iowa high school program. Yeah, I mean, I like to think so. You know? Yeah, I mean, they, they both, they, he was, he recruited uh, Kay DeVos and, and Gabe Christensen pretty hard. Did so. they call you and talk to you? Uh, Well, at that time, it was Coach Christensen, so oh, yeah. no, but I mean, I stay in touch with a few different, um, a few different uh, Division One coaches, so 
about some guys. So yeah, are you like me? Whenever you meet, like I, I've talked so much crap about uh, the Branzes over the years that I, uh, when I met him, I just totally went back in my hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just kind of like, I was like, oh, how's it going? You know, I was like, he doesn't know all the stuff that I've said about you before. Yeah, I mean, no, I think uh, the brands are a lot different than most people think. Like, I think they, they, you know, they come off really bad at some times, but they're they're pretty like laid back and like to joke around a lot in person. So it's it, dresser same. Like he loves yeah. to joke around, so it's all good. Ah oh, man, uh, one seventy four. Let's move on. Uh, this one's tough. I do like Donnell Washington and Jake Alar. Uh, in the first round, that's an exciting one. Yep. Uh, your boy Lance Runyon versus yeah. Mikey Labriola. He got kind of a tough draw there, huh? Yeah, he did. You know, him him having to injury default out of Big 12s, I think, hurt him with seeding quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to see see how he does here. Mikey Labs is is a stud, so should is, be fun. Is Lance Runyon a little banged up? Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's real banged up. I mean, he's he's been a little banged up all year, so kind of been tough to watch but he's i mean he still had a really awesome year i mean he's a national qualifier you can't take that away from him okay um that's i'm going i'm gonna go all the way down to the bottom mm-hmm. first of all i want to say that austin murphy's a sleeper as well i know i'm i'm being a little campbell homer today i've got him in the quarters which that's fine but he's pretty freaking good yeah i agree you think he's gonna go all the way to carter storacci i do I've, that's where i've got him um, fallen so and then also at the very bottom here i'm looking ahead to round two you got i think it's going to be dustin plot and uh demetrius romero and i'm actually i know i defended demetrius romero a little bit on the uh seeding stuff i said everybody likes small division programs until they get a high seed but i think dustin plot beats romero i'm not going to go that far just with plot being banged up like he is but uh i do think he could i wouldn't pick it but I think he could. I think that whole quarter right there is really good with Peyton Mako from Missouri as well. I mean, him and Mantanona is going to be a crazy match first round. And then the winner of that gets Caleb Romero uh, from Ohio State. So that, that whole quarter is going to be really interesting. It could go any different way. Yeah, I'm excited. The whole thing, oh, man, I'm going camera. He just seems to get the job done. A lot of people kind of on my timeline – Hating on Kim Dog a little bit, saying he's not as offensive as offensive as he is, as he normally is, but he's winning. I mean, he's winning in fairly dominant fashion. I know you might look at a one or two point win, but when that guy doesn't come close to scoring, how can you hate on a guy? And I think I think the guy on the other side of his bracket's gonna be Starachi. Oh yeah, Starachi's gonna or Starachi, however you say it. I th- I think he's gonna make the finals for sure and. I actually think that Kemmer is going to have a harder time with. I have him wrestling Mikey Labriola. I think he's going to have a harder time wrestling Labriola than Storaki. That's just my personal opinion, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and uh, I need. To, I wish I would have filled out the whole thing like you did, because sometimes it's hard for me to visualize the entire thing. I mean, Labriola Mass is going to be an awesome quarterfinal. Those two are going to battle, and then the winner of that has Kemmer. So it it should be a lot of fun. I, th- I I've got Kemmer winning though. There's my Iowa, my Iowa bias again, but <laughs> so Mako from Mizzou is decent. I don't really know much about him. Yeah, he's legit. Okay. I mean, he was a he was a good good high school wrestler. He, he has a win over Runyon this year. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure who his loss is to, but uh, he I mean he's a 10 seed, so obviously he's pretty good. Okay. 184 moving right along here. 
Um, let's see. Sam Colbray and Parker Kekison. Kekison. I don't know how you say it. Uh, that's a good one. I watched that in a duel this year, and that one went to overtime. Some controversial matchups. Uh, Sam Colbray really hasn't looked like the normal Sam Colbray. He was another guy that was banged up for most of the year. Uh, but we have a potential for an upset there. Uh, Parker hasn't lost all year. I think he is legit. Um, my Cyclone homerness is going to come out a little bit. Uh, I think I'm taking Colbray over over Parker Kekkeisen. He Colbray seems to step it up every year at Nationals when he when he makes it, except for when he wrestled uh, the UNC guy Chip Ness. Chip Ness. But uh, the rest of it, you know, I'm taking him. I'm taking I'm taking uh, Sam Colbray in the first round. I I mean I I, I could maybe get on board with it. I'm not going to pick it just because I think Kekkeisen is is legit. But uh, you know I think he's going to get Colbray tired, and I think that's going to be the ultimate factor. But Colbert's a gamer. He's he's a stud. So it, it could potentially happen. It's an awesome first round match. Bronagle and and Caleb Hopkins is another one. Caleb Hopkins is really good on top. Only one loss on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the better seed than Bronagle, but Bronagle's pretty dang good. Yeah, Bronagle's a he. I mean, he's a brawler. I mean, I I think people underestimate how difficult the Big Ten schedule is. So you you can't really look at records a ton when you're talking the difference between a a Big Ten guy and like a SoCon guy. Yeah, Hunter Bowen is another one that's going to be tough when um, Nelson Brands and Hunter Bowen in round two. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got Bowen winning there, but I think both guys are for sure place winners. Just just how my bracket pans out, you know, and there's a little more Iowa bias, but I think <laughs> I think Brands Brands is going to be a tough match for anybody. Um, I don't think he's going to beat Bowen in that second round. But I do think he comes back and beats beats Samuelson to place. Um, but and Bolin, Bolin is one of those guys I think that kind of got screwed in the seeding. Um, you know, dropping all the way to the five seed. I know he's got a loss, but his one loss is to Trent Hydley, who I believe he's split with now. Um, so that that's an interesting seed there. And then you know, Kekaisen getting the four is big, but you know he's a freshman wrestling a Mac. Or a Big 12 schedule that was pretty tough. Um, another guy here that I think is going to kill it. I've got him on a ton of my fantasy team, so here here's a free tip for you. Dakota Gear is going to make the quarters, and I think he could potentially make the semis, and if he doesn't, I think he's placing for sure. Okay. Dakota so, Gear at the 11. So he's gonna, you have him losing to Lou Duprez or beating Lou Duprez? I have him losing to Lou Duprez. To pray, but you know, there's there's some potential for some upset there. He's a former All American. He's he's a he's he's back down to 184, where I think is his 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 actual weight. You know, so I, I think he's gonna have a really good tournament. I I actually have him losing to Brands on the backside, and he drops to that seventh eighth place match. But there's potential there for him to be in the top five or the top six. And you know, as an 11 seed, if you're talking like you know a fantasy wrestling thing, that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I. Uh, how many wrestle stat pools are you in? Oh man, I think I'm gonna be in like seven or eight after after tonight. I'm doing a draft tonight, so One seven more. or eight. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But you know, I think I think Aaron Brooks wins this weight, and yeah. I, I'd be. I wouldn't be shocked. He's if he another did one it. that's banged up that people are putting a lot of stock into. Yeah, I mean, I think him and no, I have Bolin beating Keck guys in it, and who knows? Um, and I think. 
Bolin is a much tougher matchup for Brooks than Keck Eisen. I think Keck Eisen will kind of shoot himself out of the match, but Bolin, Bolin's not going to shoot, and it's going to be a one-takedown match. And, you know, maybe he snakes one out or gets a riding time point like he does against Hydley all the time. But uh, I have Brooks over Hydley in the finals. Yeah, I do too. I think Brooks is going to win it, though. He's legit. Uh, 97, moving on here. we got two more weights. Uh, we did bring up WrestleStat there. If you guys want to be in a WrestleStat pool, go check it out. Uh, we have one on there. You can find us on there. It's called Stalemates. That's the name of the pool, and it is open, so you don't need to pass or anything. You just join. I think right now we have 150 uh, entries. We'd like to get 200. That'd be cool if we got 200 people doing it. And then if you get first place, you get Stalemates Care Package, so we'll throw on merch and stickers and all this cool stuff. And then uh, top three, get a T-shirt to the Elite T-shirt club. So if you finish top three, you get your name on a plaque, a virtual plaque that is. Uh, maybe we'll do an NFT. You know what an NFT is? No? You guys, no, I'll explain that one. An NFT is a non-fungible. You know what I'm talking about? The NFTs? Mm-mm. NFTs where those, they're selling like highlights and they're selling for like thousands of dollars. You can own like a, an NFT. No? No. <laughs> okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to uh, show you guys when you're done. The NFT, they're selling like they're like you can like buy a, a LeBron clip. It's like basically like a baseball card, but it's uh, but you own it. You own like the highlight, like virtual property. Virtual property, yeah. Okay. Did you guys play Fortnite? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, on Fortnite, on Fortnite, you can buy what's called a skin, and so you basically buy an outfit. That's technically okay. like an I, NFT. Yeah, I get the concept now. And so you could own like a virtual anyways. Yeah. Forget yeah, about yeah. it. No, it's crazy that people buy that though. Oh, it's like somebody sold one for, somebody sold a, a collection for $69 million. $69 million? $69 million. There's a guy named uh, Beeple or something like that. So every day he's uploaded a piece of his graphic design artwork online for like 12 years. And he sold the whole collection for $69 million. An NFT, just a digital like collectible. Wild. I thought baseball cards were were crazy, but no, that's the <laughs> same is, thing. Whew. Anyways, I don't know how we just got off on that tangent. Uh, one ninety seven, Miles Amin, the Ooh. number one seed. This this bracket is insanely stacked early. Okay. Uh, so one ninety seven, the Big Twelve, they uh they got host. I think they they the Big Twelve was absolutely stacked at one ninety seven, yep. and uh, over any conference, right? But they put them all together so they're going to get eliminated from the front side really early instead of, you know, we could have saw like a all semis Big 12. That would have been sick. Right. I mean, I think this is similar to 125 where there's just tons of landmines and, and there's going to be upsets in the first and second round like crazy. Um, man, I, I just, I had a really, really difficult time running through my bracket here because I think that a guy like, AJ Ferrari could win a national title, but he's got to go through Jake Warner, who I think is a bad matchup for him or an interesting matchup. And then he's got to go through Miles Amin, who's an Olympic qualifier. So I, you know, I, if he was on the bottom side, I'd pick him no brainer. Um, but he's on the top side with Warner and Amin. And I mean, Ferrari slowing in round two is, is pretty crazy, but I don't know how healthy Ferrari is or Sloan Sloan. I think he, he banged up his shoulder pretty bad and, and Ferrari kind of took it to him in the big 12 I think semis. So, I mean, I've got Ferrari winning that match for sure. Rocky Elam and Cam Caffey in round two. Yeah, it's a crazy match. I'm not, I mean, I've watched Rocky Elam just from some high school stuff and Fargo and all that. And he's, he's a stud, but I mean, he's got to beat Jake Woodley first round. Jake Woodley's no slouch. No, Jake Woodley is all on, 
is Jack City as well. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> is. Shredded to the gills. A lot of those Oklahoma guys are. And at this bracket, at this bracket, this uh, this one ninety seven pound bracket, I got Ferrari winning the whole thing. I think it's the Ferrari show. Wow, you, I mean, I I feel feel dumb because I just keep picking all these these weights to go chalk. But I mean, you I've got, got Warner, you got no, Jacob Warner. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a mean win in this one. Um, he's had a ton of close matches, but I think he's got the most offense and the best finishes. So I have a hard time seeing him him losing, but. If he's gonna lose, it's gonna be to Ferrari. Okay, I like it. I got I got Ferrari, and uh, on the bottom side, let's see here. I've got Schultz from yeah, Nebraska. Eric Schultz. I How far you got Coleman going? Marcus Coleman. He got a good draw, didn't he? Let's see. He's got Lucas Davidson in round one, which I don't really know much about. Uh, then after that, he's got Jacob Warner and Renan. What is their matchup? Can you look up how, what their their matchups are back and forth, Warner and, and Coleman? They might not have never wrestled they, they, before. They've never wrestled because okay. Coleman's been a 74 right, and 84 right. pounder. I, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have a hard time seeing Coleman beat Warner. But, I mean, I, have, I actually have Coleman losing to Davison, which hurts my heart because... I'm a big Coleman fan. Ames on Ames Yeah, yeah I know. Jeez. I know. What's the name? Benedict Arnold? Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> All right. Um, so but, do you have him going 0-2 or what? Uh, let's see here. You look good at Big 12s. I'm just curious how he does in the whole bracket overall, just after watching his Big 12s. No, I've got him winning a couple matches here. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to go um, 0-2. I just have a hard time. He hasn't had a ton of matches, and he's. I don't think he's going to be that big. At 197. Mm-hmm. All right. 285. Let's end out the show here. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, it's a Gable Stevenson show. So I, I can't imagine you're picking Cassiope, right? You're picking you're picking Gable? Gable all day. Okay, good. Um, let's let's see what's what we got in round one though. Um, let's see here. I got I mean, one match I I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, which is hard for me to say as a as a lightweight watching some heavyweights, but like Zach Elam and Brandon Metz as a first-round matchup, that's interesting. Um, I think Elam's too good of an athlete to to lose that match, and then he goes to the winner gets G. Graham. So, and those those guys have gone, I don't want to say back and forth, but they've had some close matches um, throughout the years. So um, I'm, I am excited about G. Graham, though. I think he's going to— He got a really good draw. I mean, he probably got... I would love to see him in the semifinals. He probably got about as good of a draw as he could have asked for, you know, not being in the same quarter as Cassiope, Gable, or Paris, so you can't really complain too much there. But he is wrestling Sam Skyler right off the bat. Shout out to Buffalo Wrestling yeah. in the house. Uh, but yeah, I I, th- I would love to see Gannon get to the semis. Yeah, you know, I've... And he's looked good this year. That's, he has looked good. I just... I have a hard time sometimes with him just because he, he kind of struggles to get the offense at times, but I'm a huge G. Graham fan, big friends. Uh, one of my best buddies, Brett Haas, coached him in high school, so I've, I've always been on the G. Graham uh, train, so I, I, I'm i hoping he can make the semis here. Where is Colton Schultz? Colton Schultz is the four seed, so him and Cassiope at, in the quarters oh, is, is. Is, a, is a big match. I mean, it's important for Iowa in the team race, and then, you know, I don't think people know that much about Schultz. He hasn't wrestled a ton. I think he beat G. Graham, right? He beat Grimmel, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but that, it went to like triple overtime. I think he went to rideouts, which you would think in rideouts would go to uh, 
Dremel. You'd think, but I mean, Schultz being a Greco guy, you wouldn't think he'd be good at riding guys out, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen him enough. And the only time I do see him was, was Greco stuff throughout, throughout high school. So obviously he's a Greco stud, but Stevenson we'll, we'll Paris finals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see any decision other. major tech pin, you know, probably, probably if I'm a bet man, I'd go decision. But if, if he went out and majored or tech him, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I think, I think all those are a possibility maybe besides the tech fall. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you start, you start throwing in four point near falls and then things get really interesting if you go to your back a couple of times. So I, I mean, I wouldn't pick it. I I'm, I'm picking Gabe over Paris by like six or seven points. Well, that's it. That's the that's the uh, that's the whole show there. That's the whole NCAA preview. Um, now we have it on wax, so now I can't go back and say I said this or I said that. Like it's now official. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WrestleStat thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my team because we got a little bit of time left. I'm gonna say my WrestleStat team. Tyler, have you filled out yours yet? Yep. Your your yeah. mic wasn't on when you said that. Yeah, I got mine filled out. And uh, pull yours up real quick. I don't. If you don't have to say who you have, do you not want to re- reveal it, Jake? Nah, I don't care. Okay. I can tell you my team. Everyone it's going to win. Tournament time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to change mine. So mine could change. I'm not changing mine. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. All right. So we have 153 members right now, and I'm going to pull up my little squad. Um, let's see where are we at. I'm clear at the bottom. Okay, at 125, I have Spencer Lee. At 133, I have Zach Redding. 141, I have Alan Hart. 49, Van Brill. 57, David Carr. 65, Keegan O'Toole. 74, Logan Massa. 84, Hunter Bullen. 97, AJ Ferrari. And 285, I got Gannon Grimmel. That's not a bad little team. I used up all 1,000 points for that. It's not bad. I, I'm kind of riding the MVB uh, bias a little bit because he, he did so well at the Big Tens. Um, but... You said it's all about picking champions, though. I mean, I've done these pools a lot, and to me, it's you, you get a couple champs, and then a couple guys who you can you think could maybe potentially make the finals. It, it, I mean, you're talking about an NCAA champ's going to score 25 to 30 points normally, where a fifth place finish could get you six or seven. So, I mean, to me, it's about finding those champs. I mean, my team, 125, Spencer Lee. 133, Chance Rich. Don't don't worry about him. That's the reason. Uh, <laughs> That's the guy. That's the guy. Um, 141, Ian Parker. 149, Max Murin. 157, Brady Berge. 165, Keegan O'Toole. 174, Carter Storaki. 184, Hunter Bolin. 197, AJ Ferrari. And 285, Gable Stevenson. So, I mean, I think I've got like, I don't know, five, maybe six potential finalists. So, I, I feel pretty good about my team. Tyler, who do you got? I got 125, Spencer Lee, 133, Mickey Filippi. Filippi, uh, yeah. Filippi. Yeah. Uh, 41, Dom Demas. 49, Max Murin. 57, I got Brayton Lee. 65, Keegan O'Toole. 75, I went with Romero. 84, took Jake's word, went with Gear. 97, Cam Caffey. And then 285, Gable Stevenson. So I took the two studs, too, that would score me the most points, I thought. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the show. Thank you guys for watching. Hit subscribe, please. We want to get to 2,000 subs. We are close. I think we're like uh, 35 away, something like that. Uh, So please hit subscribe. Drop a comment. Let us know where we're right or where we are wrong. 
uh, thumbs up and uh, shout out Iron Sharpens Iron Teen Cans, Barbarian Apparel, and Matman Apparel as well. Jake, thanks for coming and happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Go Rams. Go Rams.